Robbie Lawler, too, that just got signed recently. So that's going to be in yeah. September. Um, I just watched that first fight not that long ago, but that was like early, early, early Nick Diaz. I mean, same for Robbie Lawler, but... Yeah, UFC 47. Yeah, that was a long, long time ago. So I think both of those guys are going to be completely different fighters, but... Um, I don't know. I don't know who I got on that one, to be honest. I mean, I think they both kind of been out of the game for so long. It's like kind of a toss-up. It just depends on, uh, well, no, Robbie Lawler's been playing, been fighting for a while. Still. What was his last fight? Um, I don't know. Nick has been out for over Nick's been six out for years. five, yeah, Robbie five, five Lawler, years. Robbie Lawler, he lost to six years. Um, but Robbie Lawler lost to Neil Magny. Um, last year or sometime, it was one of the COVID fights at the Apex. Um, and he didn't get like terribly beaten, but he just kind of got handled the whole time. And then he lost before that. Just, I can't remember who he fought before that. And then of course he lost to Ben Askren. So he's lost three in a row, I believe. Yeah. Well, but, he's, he's also kind of old. Diaz hasn't won since Nick Diaz hasn't won a fight in 10 years. Um, and he's been out since for the last six years, but the last fight against Anderson Silva was kind of competitive. So, and that was 2015, I believe. So, um, it just depends on really how Nick Diaz comes into everything because I don't know. He's the wild card. He hasn't been, he's been partying for some years and not really training. So he's been training the last couple of years, but we'll see. Yeah. I don't know. I, I mean, so, like, Robbie Lawler, like, is known for that brute force power. Like, that's what he's done for so long. And he's also older now. So, like, is that still going to mm-hmm. be an effective method for him? Or it's also a five-round fight. Like, that's crazy to me that both those guys, especially for Nick, who hasn't fought in over five years at least, to jump back into it and go into a five-round fight. Like, that's insane, I think. I think that's that's going to be crazy. Yeah, but Nick has... Nick has always been doing triathlons. Um, he's been doing a couple triathlons. He just did a couple uh, over the last couple months. He's been doing those throughout the years. So his cardio has not really been that much of a factor, especially if he's been training pretty hard the last couple of years, like it seems he has been. So that's not that big a deal. Um, <coughs> Robbie Lawler's cardio is probably not going to be able to keep up for a high pace for five rounds. But... Uh, I don't yeah, know. We'll I don't see know. Robbie Lawler is probably going to try to take him down at some point because he's going to try to control him on the ground, but we'll see. Uh, yeah, that's – I don't know. It's going to be uh, – that'll be an interesting fight and, uh, you know, whatever. I think, honestly, another fight that I think is going to be actually kind of interesting and I've been watching, like, a bunch of the, the interviews for it is that Jake Paul, um, Tyrone Woodley fight. I think it's pretty evident that Tyrone Woodley is probably going to ruin him. Um, but it was interesting yeah. because, like, watching the, the press conferences that I've been doing, if you watch the Ben Askren press conferences, like, Jake Paul is, like, he's trying to do the Madman McGregor kind of thing, and that's kind of his thing, and that's fine. But with these, he's a lot, a lot 
more reserved. And I think he knows. I think he's very in his head. So I think if Jake Paul wants to win that fight, he needs to kind of go back to that crazy outspoken doing the crazy shit because eventually you start believing it when you start yelling at the top of the mountaintop that you're the best there is, yada, yada. Eventually you'll believe that. And that's the only thing that he's got going for him. Yeah, well, it doesn't matter how much he believes. <laughs> well, it does because that's the only chance he has is if he goes in with as much believes. confidence as possible no. because he's going to need every fucking bit of confidence he can get because Tyron Woodley is very fucking confident in himself, as he should be, and is very experienced, is a very is a good mm-hmm. boxer, and, uh, you know, is training with possibly one of the best boxers of all time. So, you know, how do you top that? Yeah, no, Tyron Woodley is... Tyron Woodley is going to smoke him. He's just got so much more power than Jake does. He's going to be quicker, and he's been doing it for a lot longer. So... Oh, I, I agree with you. I think it's not... Tyron Woodley should easily smoke him. I agree. I don't think it'll be a... Uh, I don't think it'll be a, a, a big... Uh, I mean, it'll be a big event to watch, but I don't really think it'll it'll be like a, a, a very close fight. I think it'll kind of be a landslide. Honestly, I think it'll be a knockout. I know Tyrone said it's going to be under, in three rounds. He'll knock him out. That's probably a good prediction. You know, I think a lot of fighters sometimes yeah. over, like, you know, I'm going to knock him out in the first round or the second round. I think three rounds is probably pretty accurate. I think Jake has never really fought like an actual fighter, let alone for that for, for more than, you know, than two rounds. So, is he conditioned? I'm sure he is, but Tyron Woodley is going to throw a lot of high volume of punches. So I don't know how that's going to go for him. Mm-hmm. But um. And Tyron Woodley's punches are going to be powerful. So. Yeah, yeah, it's going to carry a lot more fucking power than uh, than uh, fucking uh. It like Ben Askren. I mean, Ben Askren couldn't punch his way out of a wet paper bag, but um. We're going to do yeah. something here. <clears throat> what? Huh, I'm sorry. I'm working on sharing my screen so you can see this. So uh, is this, no, this is Jermall. So there's Jermall and Jermel Charlo. They're both boxers. Jermel Charlo is yeah. fighting. Jermel is the one fighting. Yes, he is fighting uh, um, Brian Castano. If that's pronounced right, I don't know how to pronounce his name. He's yeah. Argentinian, so um, I'm kind of pulling up Jermel's highlights. So what's interesting to me is I've watched back a lot of footage of both of these guys, and it seems like Brian is uh, a lot uh, a lot better on the inside, and sh- as he should be, he's a lot he's not a lot shorter, but he's considerably shorter, smaller reach. So he's definitely going to be a more inside fighter. Jermel is kind of both like he's been able to hit on the inside he's been able to throw from range and um i think it's going to be kind of interesting because brian is undefeated and he's kind of a tank but this is a super interesting matchup i think um i hope jermel is just working on that inside fighting jermel he, he has to fight on the outside when he gets on the inside he's just using head movement and like when he gets on the inside, he just covers up and ducks and tries to bob and move his head. When uh, so he punches on the outside well, he's got a good um, little left uh, lead left hook. Yeah, that he does. Use to counter on guys' jabs. Yeah, he's got a great quick. check hook. Um, but his he's main a fast dude. Is that overhand right. Yeah, I mean, it, and that's 
not super uncommon. He's a fast yeah, dude, though, and he throws high volume of punches. When he starts to, to smell blood in the water, he is a vicious, vicious guy. And um, Brian's the same way, though. Brian is a freaking pit bull, man. And, you know, he works his way inside, and he'll take punches. He's got a chin, and he puts his gloves up, and he'll eat them and wait for that, that opening. And as soon as he gets his yeah. hands going, it's kind of all bets are off. This, that's why I'm saying this is a actually a super, super interesting fight. Like, this will be a really good fight. This is on Saturday as well, the 17th. So, um I'm super Brian excited to watch this. Brian appears to be the quicker fighter. Um, Brian's definitely the quicker fighter, it seems, from what I've seen. But he doesn't throw anything straight. All his stuff, he's open when he's throwing. He throws really quick, and uh, he works the body more than Jermel. Jermel doesn't do any body work, really. It's mainly just head for him. Yeah, that, that's true. But, uh, yeah, I agree with that. Brian's very quick, and he's going to pressure and get inside. And I think if he can pressure and get inside with Jermel backed up on the ropes, he's going to have a chance. Otherwise, I think Jermel's probably going to knock him out at some point. But it's going to be later Man, on. I don't know if Brian's it'll be a knockout. I don't know if it'll be a knockout. I think both these guys are pretty tough dudes. I think Brian especially you know, is super, super tough dude. Um, I don't know. I'm, I haven't really watched any fights from Brian Castano where – He's, like, faced a large adversity. Like, he hasn't really faced a lot of adversity. It doesn't seem like in his career. Now, I haven't followed his career with a microscope, so that's why we're, we're well, called I mean, Average Impact because we're just average guys. But uh, <laughs> but um, this could be, like, this is a defining moment, I think, for both of these guys. I mean, Jermel, is he the unified champ? Or is that Jermel? I think that's Jermel. No. One of those two. They're, well, they're both champions. One of them is unified. Either. No, one of them, they're both champions. One of them I don't is unified. Think any of them are unified. I'm pretty sure I'll have to look it up as we're talking. I don't think but so, because Jermel holds, I think, I think Jermel holds the only belt that Canelo doesn't have, I believe, um, for the super middleweight. And then one of them's like a super light, ultra welterweight, whatever the fuck the class is. But um, I don't know. So I think Jermel is a champion. I don't think he is the unified. Oh, no. Yep, he is. Says Jermel. He's a WBC super middleweight, I think. He's currently the unified light middleweight world champion, having held the WBC belt since 2019. And uh, WBA, IBF uh, title since 2020. Yeah, and then Jermel is also a world champion, but I don't think he is a unified champion. Um, so yeah, this is a great step for Brian Castano. I think that this is a huge opportunity for the guy. Um, but I, I, you know, I think he's going to look for a knockout and he could be in trouble if he looks for a knockout. I think he's really has to showcase his boxing, his his, like technical boxing and be very smart and, um, you know, use the aggression when it needs to be used, but don't rely on strict power. So I'm interested to see that. That's on Saturday. That's in Houston, Texas, I think. I think. Pretty sure. And then um, I'm trying to think boxing world. Obviously, Tyson Fury and Deontay Wilder, that's coming up um, the end of this month. We'll talk about that probably next week. And then mm, no, it's I think it's July 24th. Or did they push it back? Did they push it back? Yeah. Because it was July 24th. Tyson Fury got covid that's right. Supposedly that's right. Tyson that's right. Fury got COVID, so it got pushed back to, I believe, just a second, uh, October. Oh, my computer's not working, but it's supposed to be October something. Um, like October 9th, October 19th, one of those days is when it's supposed to be going down. 
Tyson Fury like the real is. Reason they didn't... Supposedly, Fury got COVID, but that might just be a cover-up because the fight was not selling very well. They had only sold, I think, 30% or so of the arena seats, and the fight uh, is two Maybe that was away. a COVID-related thing and because that fight is going to sell out. There's no way. No. It's supposed to sell out, but it wasn't because they weren't promoting it well enough, I guess. And you haven't heard a lot of outcry from Wilder about why it's getting pushed back. So I think that that's more of just well, like a push it back to promote it more to sell more tickets. Yeah. You're not hearing shit from Wilder because he's... Wilder's fucked. He, like, in his mind, he is fucked up. Like, Tyson Fury is living rent-free in that boy's head. <laughs> I yeah. mean, if you watch the press conference, like, he didn't say a word. Wilder's going to get knocked out. Yeah, I think he will, too. I, honestly, I really do think he will, and I, I hate predicting that because both those guys are super fucking high elite-level fighters, but Tyson Fury is living rent-free in that boy's head, and... Wilder's not. Wilder just has strong hands. You can't say he's not. I, I, he's definitely got strong hands, and that's definitely where the majority of his skill level is. But, you know, you you don't get to that level with no sort he's of skill. He's not a technical fighter. He's not the most technical fighter, but he's got yeah, he's fucking got a lot of skill. he's got more skill than his brother, but he's not a really technical fighter at all. He's he's not a good boxer. He's a good brawler who's got heavy hands. I don't know. I think it's hard to say anybody at that level is not a good boxer because you've clearly done something with it. But, um... Yeah, that's that that boy's he's was sketched the fuck out in that interview. Tyson Fury started talking shit about his trainer how he he's like, "Yeah, I busted. Isn't it funny how I busted both your eardrums?" He's like, "I got, you know, the trainer and the fighter." He's like, "How often does that happen?" He starts literally getting in a shit-talking argument with the trainer. Like the guy is a mental warfare genius. I mean, he's also just a Yeah, Tyson. Oh, yeah, he's also just crazy in general. Like he was licking blood off of his neck in the fight like that man's crazy yeah that's just weird though it, oh i agree it's so weird i mean the dude is kind of an eccentric guy but he's also like you know he went through a lot of mental issues and stuff so you gotta fucking give some respect to him and one of my favorite quotes from um any boxer really ever is is from tyson fury and he said uh, even your worst days only have 24 hours and like that's you know, that's so true. Like, even when you wake up and you're having one of those shitty days, like, it's only 24 hours. The sun will come up again. And I think coming from him and, and listening to his story, if you don't know his story, you can look it up. He's went through some crazy shit. But, um, yeah, super respectable dude. Definitely crazy as fuck. Would never want to fucking put gloves on with that guy in the ring, no matter the size of the person. Um well, he's also, like, two feet taller than you. But, but as I'm saying, I'm talking about me, anybody. Like, I would not want to step in the ring with that dude. If, even if I was 6'9 six, six, and, you know, 275, like, I would not want to step in the ring with that guy, period, ever. The guy's a wild card, and he's a freaking yeah. genius with boxing. Um, but, yeah, we'll touch back onto that when that gets a little bit closer. But that's always going to be talked about because that's a super interesting matchup. Um but then kind of switching to UFC, we have, what is it, Vegas? Is it UFC Fight Vegas, like, 31, something like that, 39? I don't know what it is. They started yeah, numbering. Yeah, I don't know what the number is. They started it's numbering the Vegas fight fights. Yeah, so it's the upcoming fight night here on Saturday. The main event is uh, Islam uh, Makachev versus Tiago uh, Moises. Is that is that right? Something like that? All these weird names. But um, yeah. I'm a huge Islam Makachev fan. I mean... The guy is pretty fucking incredible to watch. Um, and obviously his coach is one – of, one of his two main coaches is Khabib. Uh, 
So you can't you can't buzz past that. I'm not saying he is Khabib or he's better than Khabib, even though there's an argument for that. But you don't have uh, – Khabib is one of the highest IQ well, fighters. According to Khabib and everybody that's – according to Khabib and everybody that's worked with Islam and Khabib and everybody, they say Islam is supposed to be better than Khabib. Um, I don't know about that. We'll see. I think it's a but little different. I think he's a little different. Was, uh, pretty impressive. Yeah, I think he's a little different in the fact of Khabib had this way of like when he would get on top of somebody. He's got better stand up than Khabib. Yeah, I agree with that. But Khabib had this way like when he would get on top of someone, he was like a freaking constrictor. Like he was like a python. Like it just everything was so tight. And not only was it so tight, it was so effortless it seemed. Like it looked like he could do that for hours. And it was it was just pretty unbelievable to watch. I don't think Islam has yeah. that same ability. I think his grappling style is a little different, but it's also very, very dominant. And his stand-up, like, I agree. I think his stand-up is better. I think he's a more technical. His grappling style is a little different, but he's got better takedowns than yeah. Khabib. Um, his takedowns are more energy efficient than Khabib's takedowns were. His stand-up is much better than Khabib's, which helps him get the takedowns better as well. Um his ground game is definitely top level. It might not be Khabib's level, but it's close. Yeah. And, uh, I mean, he controlled Drew Dober pretty much the whole fight on the ground, not letting him get up pretty much at all except between Yeah, rounds. poor Drew Dober. Um, he couldn't get a finish, but... <laughs> Drew yeah. Dober's kind of <laughs> falling off. So that, you know, poor dude, but <laughs> whatever. Well, I don't He hasn't had another fight since then. I don't. Wasn't he, he just on the McGregor fight, card but. on the prelims? Uh, let me look. I, I have um, it up here right here. UFC 264. So. He was either at the prelims or the early prelims, I think. No, he was not on the prelims. Hmm. I could have swore I saw him. No, I think he fights on an upcoming card. I think he fights on the fight night after. Or was it Gain, uh, the Gain Volkov? Huh. Oh, it might have been on that. I don't see it on there either. I, I could have swore I saw him. On uh, one of these fights, maybe it is. I don't think it's Sanhagen and Dillashaw. Although you want to talk about in the future, I'm fucking no, ready for that fight. I am so ready for that fight. I'm a huge Corey Sanhagen fan, and I like T.J. Dillashaw too. But man, I'm long awaited to watch Corey Sanhagen get back in the ring. That'll be cool. We'll talk about that when that one gets a little closer as well. Yeah, Corey Sanhagen. It's going to be interesting. Yeah. But uh, Tiago, Tiago Moises, he's probably not really on Islam's level at well, all. Well, I'm interested. Like, his last fight was against Alex Hernandez. Yeah. Um, And he, he controlled the Alex Hernandez fight and definitely won that. But it wasn't an impressive win. Alex Hernandez is an average fighter. And then... He also, the fight before that, he beat Bobby Green. I watched that fight, too, and uh, Bobby Green probably won that fight. Well, but I think Tiago Moises... They gave it to Tiago for some reason. I think Tiago Moises is a, a good matchup for Islam. I just don't know if his skill level is there. I think he's on the right track, though. He has a really good grappling game. He has a really good striking game. He's a very well-rounded fighter, and I think that matches Islam because, obviously, Islam is a very, very well-rounded fighter. I think Islam is 
on an elite level as far as being a well-rounded fighter. Yeah, I think fighter. Islam's better in every yes, area than Tiago. You know, you don't know till you know. I mean, they could get out there, and Tiago could have just trained perfectly, had the perfect training, the perfect grappling partners, the perfect sparring partners, and get in there well, and, the and only, wipe him. You don't know. The only advantage I see that Tiago has over Islam is I think Tiago Moises probably has more power in his hands than yes, uh, I think Islam so too. does. But I, I, again, um, and of course, anything can happen. Anything could happen. So, but more technically striking is Islam. So. And better wrestling and submission game is going to be Islam over. Yeah, Thiago. I think so too. Um, then obviously Misha Tate, she's coming back long time since she's fought, but she is, she seems excited. She seems ready. She seems, you know, antsy to get back in there. So we'll see what happens. I don't really think she got out because she felt like yeah, it's probably been five or six years since she's. Fought yeah, and I don't think she got out of it because she felt like she couldn't fight. I think she got out of it just because of mental, like. You have to be a very mentally sound person, and if that ever uh, dissipates in any type of way, I think that it's a very smart thing to get out of the game because you'll get in this like vicious cycle of having hype, having hype, and then you go in and lose. And then you get hype, you get hype, and then you go in and lose. Next thing you know, you've lost five or six straight. You haven't won in three years, and now you're you know you're stuck in your mind. You're you're it's a mental game of getting out of this cycle, and I think it's better to call it off. Wait till you feel like you're mentally ready if that day ever comes and come back in. So we'll see. Um, I'm excited to see her. That'd be cool to see her kind of come in and be dominant again. That'd be awesome. But um, what's well, funny. I think one of the reasons she got out was um, she started having kids. But yeah, she did. Her last, like, one of her last losses was to Amanda Nunez before Amanda Nunez was who she is. Right. So it's like she didn't lose to right nobody um, anybody that was like not top level in that division yeah. and that division's actually rather weak so she can come back and probably be a pretty big force in that whole division yeah well it's funny that i'm talking about misha tate and mental toughness and how like you get into that vicious cycle because literally the next fight is jeremy stevens which jeremy stevens is in that vicious cycle of <laughs> of uh getting his ass handed to him i think he's lost the last five fights if i remember right like the guy hasn't won a fight in a long time that doesn't mean oh, he hasn't had moments five of five fights. I'm, it's probably four fights. It's four or five. It's one of those two. I think it's five, and I'm again, I'm not positive on that. But he's lost a lot of fights. He hasn't won in a while, and he is in that vicious mindset. And his opponent, um, Matt uh, Matus Gamrot, it's a Polish guy, so it's really hard to pronounce. Sorry, bruh. but uh, that dude is on a freight train from hell. So. Poor Jeremy Stevens, I think, is going to get his ass handed to him okay, because his opponent hasn't. His op- yeah, I don't know. His opponent lost his last fight too, um, I believe. No, Matsu's camera won. I don't know. Jeremy Stevens is. I don't think so. Let me see. Yeah, we're both looking it up now. We have to know who's right because yeah, I'm, I'm oh, yeah, right. You're did. wrong. He Suck beat it. Steve. He beat Scott Holtzman. Yeah, you're an idiot. How does yeah. that feel? Scott Holtzman. So, yeah, this is a, actually a, a good step up for him in competition. Yeah. Um, Jeremy no, it's, Stevens, it's, it's definitely a step down. It is. And but Jeremy, Jeremy Stevens. Stevens, he's not he's not a bad fighter. He lost, His last loss was to Calvin Cater, who's yes. like one of the top guys in the division, and he got knocked out by an elbow. He did, and um, I, it was a vicious, it was a vicious he fucking lost to elbow. Rodriguez. He's lost to some big names. He lost as a beat. Yeah, he so he's lost to some names. The people he's lost to recently, he, 
since his losing streak includes Jose Aldo started it, yep. then he lost to Zabit, then he lost to Yair, and then he lost to Calvin Cater. So he's only lost like the top five guys in that division, top five or six guys. And now he's fighting an unranked guy in that division. I think he's going to go out there. And I don't. Him. I disagree with you. And he's the betting underdog, so that's a good. Bet I think that I disagree. No, I'm I, on the other I, end of that. I don't think he's past it. I think he gets smoked. I think he gets starched. To be no, quite I honest with you, a, I don't think. Well, okay. No. So Gamrot is, if I, I remember I right, he so. loves it's to a go massive for takedowns. Step up in competition for the other guy. Yeah, but Gamrot, I think, is it's a competent. Step up in competition for Gamrot, and it's not a. I don't know. I don't know. I think Gamrot is a guy who likes to go for takedowns. I think he's deadly on his feet. I think that he's got a lot of confidence behind him. I think Jeremy Stevens is kind of on the opposite. I think he's he's in his head. I think he's going to be stuck in his mind. Um, I think he's going to come out and be very explosive off the bat. And that's what exactly what he did with, uh, um, what is this guy's name, Calvin Cater? Is that right? Yeah. Okay. I think... Uh, I think he comes out and he's going to be very explosive, which is kind of how he was with Calvin Cater. And Calvin Cater dictated that fight. He was a little patient in the beginning, but he also set the pace. I think if Jeremy Stevens can get out there and can set his own pace, it'll be an interesting matchup. I just think he's going to come out and try and be explosive, and I think he's going to burn some energy. I think if Gamron is patient and able to keep his own pace and dictate the fight that way, it's a matter of time. I don't see it going very well for him. No, Calvin Cater is... The only reason Calvin Cater dictated that fight is because he's just a much cleaner boxer than Stevens was, and Stevens kept the fight on the feet and didn't want to mix it up at all. Um, this is such a step down in competition for Stevens that it, either way, it should be a competitive fight. He shouldn't get smoked by this guy, and I do think that he actually goes out there and puts a class on the guy and knocks him out sometime in like the mid-second to third round. Oh, man, I don't know. I think that's a tough bet to take. I think if Jeremy Stevens wins this fight, I think he'd still probably be the underdog in the next fight, and at which case that'd be a good bet, but I think he's kind of been on a downhill spiral. Yeah, his next fight would be a higher fight. So, but um, He's been on a downhill, downhill spiral from the top of the division, but he's still going to be one of the well, top Well, I guess the question is, the is where is he going to land? He's just not at the top. Where is he going to land? That's the question, but... The other thing is, kind of going back to the Islam fight, like I, it shocks me that that guy's not ranked. Or no, I'm sorry, he's number nine, right? Islam's ranked number nine. Yeah, okay, he's number nine, but he's trying. I'm sorry, he's yeah. trying to get in the top five. So it kind of shocked me yeah, that he's taking this fight. Yeah, but the top five the, in the lightweight division is like so stacked. Yeah, but what I'm saying is, he's taking a fight with a dude who's not ranked. The dude is ranked number fourteen. He's there's they rank up to fifteen. The is Tiago ranked? Number fourteen, so he's just ranked. But oh, I'm sorry. I thought I didn't even know yeah, he was ranked, ranked. Number fourteen. Okay, I thought he. I did not know he was ranked. He got ranked after his last fight, but. Hmm. Um, All right. Well, I guess I mean, it's, that it's makes a little more uh, sense then to me. Like it's not necessarily <laughs> even a step down in comfort. It's not even really a step down in competition for Tiago or for uh, Islam to fight Tiago. But it's kind of just neutral to where he's been at with competition. He hasn't gotten a step up. But if he wins this and if he ends it within the distance, he's going to probably get a step up in competition pretty steep. So who do you think Islam so goes after if he wins this fight? Do you think fight, he goes, but... Dan Hooker wants to fight Islam? I don't know if that 
interest Islam or not? Do you think he goes after Dan Hooker? There's also, you have to keep in mind, like this is a stacked division and there's some a lot of good um, fighters in there that he could fight. You have Tony Ferguson, uh, Michael Chandler. I don't think he fights uh, Benil Derouche. Um, I mean, Justin Gaethje, he's a little higher in the totem pole. He could fight Benil. You think? That'd be a good fight. Um, he's not I don't know if Benil would take that. Fight Gaethje. I don't Gaethje, think he'll fight Gaethje. Gaethje, Poirier, Khabib, or not Khabib, Charles uh, Oliveira, Oliveira yeah. Chandler, all those top five guys are not going to fight him. Chandler um, Chandler has really has yet to prove himself in the UFC. He, he fought once. At fighting... Yeah, I know, but he's not. He doesn't have to fight him. He'll, he's it's going to be Chandler and Gaethje probably in December to fight, or maybe January. Well, so um, what about so Tony Ferguson? Why would Chandler go and fight number nine? Tony Ferguson's not going to fight another guy that's really good on the ground right now. He's just not. Well, okay. He's gotten completely dominated on the ground in his last two fights, so he's not going to fight somebody like that. So RDA Rafael dos Anjos, who I don't believe has a match made right now. Could be a fight that Islam could get. Hooker could be a fight he could get, but I think Hooker is actually a tough challenge for uh, for Islam. So Hooker Dan Hooker really has requested really to fight Islam. Boxing. Dan Hooker said if Islam wins, he yeah, wants so to fight. Yeah, that could him. be a fight that happens. That could be a fight that happens, and I would favor Dan in that fight just because he's so much longer than Islam is and has more power and is a better striker. Yeah. Um, and is pretty good at not getting taken down. But well, we will have to see. Cause all that would this... be a big test for Islam. Yeah, no, it it definitely will be. I agree. Um, but, yeah, this, this fight night is going to be interesting. I think Islam is uh, on the uprise. And Tiago also is on the uprise. I just think they're on different levels, but you don't know till you know. Um, so, yeah, we got that UFC on Saturday. Uh, Jamal Charlo or Jermel Charlo and Brian Castano on Saturday as well. Uh, boxing, both of those are going to be super interesting fights. I'm probably going to spend a shit ton of money and watch that fight. Thank God I already have the US, uh, UFC subscription, so I'll be able to watch those for free. Because Dana White, I'm going broke. Um, other than that, I think that's about it for this week. And then we'll come back next week talk about the outcome of these and see how much more right I was than you. And then um, talk about some upcoming stuff at that I'll point. I would just stream the boxing fight. I wouldn't pay for the boxing fight. You're going to get one good boxing fight. Why not just stream the one boxing fight? I mean, I probably will. I just Watch didn't want to announce to the world free. that I'm going to do illegal That's the way things. To do it. So I appreciate you putting me out there. Just kidding. At yeah, FBI, I'm definitely going to buy it. So, other than that, anything yeah. you got? Stream it all the way. No. Yeah, I don't have anything else. So uh, I think that wraps it up for this week. And then we will see you guys probably next Thursday. Bye.